Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, the Cowboys, and the largest military installation known to man. So big, it has a big name. Fort Hood, the great place. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it, right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. can hear you. Oh, well, good. It's good to be heard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how's home life? It uh, sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, hey, be- before we get into all of this stuff, I have to make sure that you understand your HIPAA rights if we do discuss do. what's going on. I thought you were going to ask me if I was wearing pants or not, like it was a Zoom <laughs> kind of thing. Well, I- I'm, 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 I'm expecting you're not. Yeah. Actually, I am. Really? I am. I'm wearing a pair of sweatpants. Going above and beyond. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah, for the house. I'm 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 big with shorts. That's it. (laughs) All right. So, Charles. Yes. Uh, I am recording. We're not going to use any of this, but uh, (laughs) or I may cut out some of it. Here's the admin notes. I wanted to ask you how you feeling. Uh, on and off. Yeah. What did it, did you see the doc? Uh, no, the, I got a call back from the doc and they said, <laughs> I really need to go in today and get the COVID test. So okay. I'm doing that uh, right after this. Okay. I thought you got that already. No, they had, they were, I, I was supposed to be waiting for a time. They were supposed to send me a time. Right. Oh. So when the doc called and I inquired, um, they said, no, 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 you can just go whenever your name is just put on the list. It's like, well, and, then you need to take, and you take show up where, where do you take out. it? Where do you take it? Hmm? Where do you have to go? Uh, Scott and white parking lot. Okay. On the 31st. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Okay. Tomorrow. I know you're going to be busy after we get done here, but tomorrow, first thing when I walk in the door, because uh, we're recording, uh, this is now the second clip, and we're going to end up with, with three clips. I need you to walk me through tomorrow morning, okay? Can do? Okay. With with What are you recording tomorrow? Uh, I'm not recording anything tomorrow. I need to produce it tomorrow. Oh, oh okay. And whatever. I wrote some things down, but obviously I didn't write everything down. So I will put you on speaker, and I'll just cut it while you're talking to me, okay? Okay. So you're going to put, close your eyes and go, okay, I'm now looking at Premiere. 
<laughs> or just open Premiere at your house and go, yeah, you know, see that button over there? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. All right. Sorry, man. This this too shall pass, I hope. <laughs> yeah, well, if it doesn't, there's two outcomes. I get <laughs> yeah. better, I die. Yeah, you're not going to die. <laughs> but no, that's every sickness. There's yeah. two outcomes. That's true. All right. Whatever you get. All right, everybody. Break. And we'll pick it up from the top. And welcome to Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. I'm Dave Larson, and I am not Charlie Mabe. <laughs> and I'm specialist Brianna Dew, who was also not Charlie Mabe. And Charlie Mabe, believe it or not, is on the telephone. Hello, Charlie. Hello. I'm Charlie Mabe, and I'm sick. Oh, <laughs> man. In all the ways that could possibly mean. All those ways. I am there. <laughs> So tell me what it's like just, uh, you've been sick for a couple of days now, right? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I started feeling sick before I got sick. Yeah. So like, I felt like I was sick, but I didn't have a temperature or anything. So I thought, I have bad allergy problems and it's getting to be allergy season. Right. That it is. So I thought, well, this might just be the start of allergy season. I might need to seriously up my, my allergy meds. But um, then the next day, boom, I got as a 101 plus fever. Ah. And uh, it's not fun. It feels like it feels like I have a metal bar through my hip. Ow. That oh. makes sense. And mm. laying down is like laying on a bed of rocks. Ow. My muscles are so tight. It feels like I'm just laying on rocks. So you sleeping, sitting up now or trying, trying to? I wake up several times an hour. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, it is not fun. That's brutal. I'm so sorry. That it's is okay. brutal. But as of right now, it's not COVID, right? It's not COVID. Yay! Yeah. After we're done, yeah, after done, <laughs> we're done with this, I'm going to be go getting the old COVID test. They're going to oh. jam that giant Q-tip up me nose. And- Have you had it yet? Is will this be your I first haven't. one? That's why I said after this. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's not pleasant. I have I have done the nose thing and whew. You know, you're supposed to tell me it's not a big thing. It'll be it's so easy. You're not supposed to say it's gonna be awful. I mean, you're gonna die. It. I mean, it wasn't pleasant, but it wasn't the worst sensation. You've in had the world. it done twice, right? I've only had it done once. Oh, just the once. Yeah. Okay. And it was enough for well, me. I'm doing a drive-through test, so if it gets too unpleasant, I can just hit the gas. <laughs> Do your eyes water when they stick the Q-tips up? Mine did. Yeah. Yeah. That's just—it looks gross. I would just—I held my breath and like I was trying not to be too tense because you know that can make it worse. Yeah. Um. So I was like, um, I was probably like fifty percent relaxed, fifty percent tense. Right. Yeah, but it—it oh, like it, it lasted a couple seconds and then it was over. But uh. how tense are you, Charles? I'm, I'm, I mean, I got to do it. So, yep. I mean, but what I like is coronavirus. It's, it's so dangerous. You got to stay at home. You got to isolate. You got to do it. Oh, you need a test? Drive on over. Come on. <laughs> Come on over. Yeah. Sure. Maybe you'll see our friends from uh, the last podcast. They, oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the last podcast, it's doing very well, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. 
the command sergeant major actually passed the secretary of the army's podcast. Ooh, well, fantastic. Yeah. Hey, he did got this morning. Look at us. Ah, no, look at him. Yeah. Huh? But I think because of last week's podcast and we were giving the, the hey, it's coming, this uh-huh. week is Phantom Action Week here at Fort Hood, and it's a leadership reset where their NCOs and officers are going back to the basics, and they're supposed to get to know their soldiers. Okay, that's cool. Makes sense, right? Yeah, it does. And, yeah. Uh, you want to handle your business, it helps to know who you're dealing with, right? Of course. It's very important. So your unit, have they been doing anything at the band? Well, we did paintball recently. Ah, well, team building, okay. Yes, yeah. That was a a lot of morale. Did you get to shoot your sergeant? <laughs> I did not, but other people did. Well, there you go. There, our sergeant major had a couple extra a couple extra uh, <laughs> paintball rounds on him. <laughs> That's like the sergeant major was talking about last week when he said uh, intramural sports, play, just getting on the sports field yes. where there's no rank. I think it was healthy competition. And actually... They're trying to start like a little team where they go and do that every now and again, like on their own time. Right. So it's, I think it's great. It's giving people resources and, and a place to go, like an option. Cause yeah. I think about 90% of the people in my unit didn't even know where Blora was, was the Belton location. Lake Outdoor Recreation yes. Area. Yes. <laughs> the Recreation Center. And it's, it's kind of a shame because there's, I feel like soldiers just do not go out and explore mm-hmm. and they don't know what's around them. Mm-hmm. And they've been here for, you know, years. We so, need to get you in the boss program, <laughs> right? I was part of the boss, boss program for many years. Well, yeah. This is the first place I've been where I'm not a boss representative. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, lets you know what's out there, right? Mm-hmm. At, a, yes. at a bare minimum. Yes, there's uh, quite a lot. But so it's good. Th- that is going on this week, Charlie, mm-hmm. and you're missing uh-huh. it. Sorry about that, buddy. I miss. I'm getting all the phantom and none of the action. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a great show this week. We are going to be talking Hispanic Heritage Month. Awesome. And we will do that right after this. Learn with the sock here for the thrift savings spam. Is it meat? Who knows? Cut, 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 cut. What? Flarmint, baby, look at this script. Mm-hmm. It clearly says thrift savings plan. Oh, yeah. It's about saving money, not lunch meat. Not Let's lunch try this again. Got... Thanks, Steve. Flarmint the sock here for the thrift savings plan. You got it, baby. Soldiers and DOD civilians, listen up. Are you socking away a little bit of money each month in your TSP? What? You're not? They call me crazy. The Thrift Savings Plan is a great way to make sure that you've got the supplemental income you need when you get old and wrinkly. Plus, the government can match up to 5% of your contribution. That's a free money. Make it rain, Uncle Sam. Make it rain. So look out for your future and suck some money away in the Thrift Savings Plan account. Visit www. TSP.gov for more information. Can retire like an ex prince moving to LA, or in my case, his wife. That's right. Where do you go to get the latest news from Fort Hood, Texas? The Fort Hood Sentinel. 
And where do you go if you want ideas for things to do in Central Texas? The Fort Hood Sentinel. What if you don't have a copy of the Fort Hood Sentinel? Then I go to my local newsstand and pick up a copy, or go online to www.forthoodsentinel.com. The Fort Hood Sentinel, Fort Hood's premier place for news and Central Texas information. Standing watch since 1942. All right, and you've been listening to selections from West Side Story, and that is because it ties into our topic. What? Go ahead. What? Restart, reboot. What? No, it's... West Side Story. What? Have you ever seen West Side Story? Yeah. Yeah, the Jets and the Sharks. Yes, and they are... Gangs. Hispanic. No. Yeah, they are. The sharks are. They both are, aren't they? No, the Jets are the white guys. Are they white? <laughs> yes. I've never seen it. I don't remember. It's a white guy and a Hispanic girl who played by a white woman, Natalie Wood, by the way. Oh, who, yeah. It's a Romeo and Juliet story. Oh, I Ruby knew that over here. much. Yeah, it's, but it's the white people and the Puerto Ricans in New York oh. City. Really? Yeah. I Is that know. where the Jets got their name? Probably. We learn but something s- every day. You San really Antonio. don't know that movie or play, do you? No. Yeah. But I know the song. Yeah. Something about America. I like it here in America. I like the cheese in America. Everything's free in America. Sure. Which is sarcastic. Is it? Yes, that song is totally sarcastic. Oh my god! It's like that other song. Every point. Yeah. Born in the USA. Rita Moreno sings that in the movie. I thought it was Natalie Wood. No, Natalie Wood is the lead. She's Maria. Uh, Rita Moreno is her girlfriend. Dave, you seem to know a lot about musical theater. I do. (laughs) He is well versed. Mm. If you early stuff. Camelot, I can tell you all about that Camelot? one too. Yeah. Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had I had older sisters. I was the baby of the family. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of LPs. You know the the you know would come out on a record. Yeah, and you'd yeah. listen to it. No, I was I was raised on on classical musicals. Yeah, that there was nothing odd about Obviously that. Obviously, you didn't pick up on the uh, plot though. No, well, I never saw that one as a kid. <laughs> I think I did. Once. I mean, I saw, I saw Guys like and Dolls once. once and that was yeah. Enough. Yeah. Same. That was enough for me. Yeah. Guys and Dolls. You ever seen Cats? Oh, my gosh. You know. It's a good one. Oh, the Did ex-wife. you watch the movie? Oh, the heck no. No, that, no. No, 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 no. I ex, stayed far away. The ex-wife, uh, before she was the ex-wife, before she was the wife. <laughs> um, and this should Go have been back. a red flag. You talk about red flags. It should have been a red flag because she said, we have to watch my favorite movie. And I said, oh, of course, let's watch this movie. And it was uh, the Broadway production of Cats. And I made it like 20 minutes in and I wanted to claw my eyes out. <laughs> I was, this is, so that should have been. That was very cat-like of you. It was. <laughs> Wow. Still plays on Broadway oh, now, right? Ticky, ticky, it heavy. does. It's such, it's nonsensical. You don't like it? It is so nonsensical. I love it. It was, it made more sense once they did the, the CGI oh, one where bad. you're like, oh, okay, I get it. It's about drugs. Is it? <laughs> no. I don't it's think about so. Cats. 
It's about cats. Wow, this has been a wild musical ride. Hasn't it? And it yes. has nothing to do with <laughs> the subject that we are going to dive into here. Although there have been... Yeah, there's... Wait, what is that? Wait, wait, what is that one? That uh, one thing with the stuff. Wicked? No. No, Hamilton. Uh, no. That one oh. thing with the stuff. Uh, with the Madonna lady. Huh? Madonna lady. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, Avita? Avita? Yeah, because it's um, Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, okay. The truth yeah. is I never left you. Or really, like Charlie? Wow, Next right thing there. you're going to say, it's Taco Tuesday. That must be Hispanic Heritage. No, that's all year round. <laughs> <laughs> we don't stop celebrating Taco Tuesday. Uh, well, okay. Or Wednesday or Thursday. No, you know, Le- LeBron tried to trademark Taco Tuesday. Did he? What? He did. Why? Yeah, they told him. Heck no. No. <laughs> he was like, I came up with that. Yeah, sure, sure you, you did. did. Yeah. Go did home, LeBron, you're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. No, Again. but it is Hispanic Heritage Month. It's something that's befuddled some people online because Hispanic Heritage Month starts... Covers two months. Yeah. Do you know oh. why it covers two months? I don't. I do. Ooh, I can't wait. It is because there are a number of, of Hispanic states that have... Um, countries. Yeah, countries. Yeah. I've been in... Poli sci in, in college and in poli sci everything's a state. Okay, all, right. uh, all these uh, countries that have that celebrate um, our equivalent of the Fourth of July, their independence, right throughout this month uh, to include uh, Mexico. Okay, the Mexican Day of Independence is coming up within this window of month that I think we think it have. already has. Has it? Yeah. September sixteenth. September sixteenth. Well. Happy, <laughs> said the proud Mexican American. Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> said the proud Mexican American. Yes, we have a Mexican American with us. Are you? Yes, Mexican American. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, Hispanic. Hispanic does not mean Mexican. Which is why I didn't get the Jets and the Sharks and Puerto Ricans in New York. Were they Puerto Ricans? Yes. You learn something new every day. <laughs> You really do. An but attempt was made. Uh, it, an attempt was it made. You know, was. What did we learn from the Sergeant Major when he was here? Uh, it does You have to keep have to striving for that punches. 300. You might not get it. I was at about 62 there. Yeah. But, you know, we got to strive for that 300. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Yeah. All right. Hispanic Heritage Month. For yes. two months. For, no, it's just one month. Oh, I thought you said Hispanic. 15 it's, days it's, each month. A little bit here, a little bit there. September oh. 15th to October 15th. Oh, that's good. It straddles too much. It is. Some guy actually, when we uh, went on social media and we said, hey, happy Hispanic Heritage Month, some guy was like, well, at least you got it there halfway through the month. Thanks for finally mentioning it. And I was like, well, it just kind of starts halfway through the month. (laughs) Um, But so so it's confused quite a few people. It's confused the internet. Um, But. We have yes, we do a Mexican American with us. Our very own mm-hmm. Major Myra Lopez Nanez Nanez <laughs> with us. I always call you Myra so I can avoid your last name. <laughs> I've been that unsure about it. I'm not good with pronunciations. Yeah, which is sad because I've been a broadcaster for you know for almost your own entire adult life. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Some things will always evade you. It will. Like intelligence. (laughs) You can uh, pronounce your last name, so he's good. Yeah. Yeah. The one syllable. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. Simple. 
short to the point. <laughs> but uh, so Hispanic Heritage Month, what does it mean to you? And I've actually been thinking about this. I've been waiting to ask you this. What does it mean to you to have a Hispanic Heritage Month? Because as a white guy, there's no white guy month. So it's nice to have mm -hmm. because although you don't have your own month, um, American history is made up of white history. So okay. it's nice to have a Hispanic Heritage Month to be able to highlight the contributions that uh, Hispanic Americans have made to the American history, to the military, to the culture, um, because it's not something that's normally taught in schools. Mm -hmm. Which is a shame. Because you'd like to think, going through school as a kid, you think, this is it. They are teaching me everything. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. if... Right. Well, that's what you think the whole world is. That's what you're banking on. I can, yeah. re I can remember. I lost faith in um, our educational institutions at a young age. Really? Because I was in the car and I was learning uh, that you couldn't add or subtract, you know, three from two. Teacher had taught us you can't do that. You can't subtract three from two. But you can. And my cousin was like, no, 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 we learned about negative numbers. You can. And I was like, they're lying to me. <laughs> and I, they lost my trust from that point on, even to this day. I just don't trust them. So I would hope that our kids are being taught about the important contributions of Hispanic people because they have been an important part of America. I think with um, ethnic studies becoming a larger topic, mm -hmm. I, I think that is starting to be covered. But I know growing up, I was not taught any of my history through the school system. Wow. Wow. You think that's because language barrier? Where their te the instruction is in English, so they just kind of naturally go that route or not? No, I'm not sure what the uh, what the cause of it is per se, but it's not necessarily the language barrier because having people who were born in Texas or in California, mm -hmm. um, you know, back in the 1800s who have been a part of our history sure. um, is not a language barrier. Right. <laughs> right. That's interesting. Exactly. It's interesting. So have you felt excluded? To a degree. Wow. Uh, to a degree, it, it's been kind of exclusionary because we learn about a lot of great scientific advancements and we learn about, uh, you know, inventors and uh, famous, um, you know, in my case, I, I studied journalism, so we, mm -hmm. we learn about journalists, but mm -hmm. we don't talk about Hispanic journalists or contributions or inventors in our american society mm -hmm. that's crazy because you were talking i was thinking wow in mexico i'm sure they're not talking about these great american and then i'm like wait a second they didn't really contribute to mexico these people contributed to us why, yeah. aren't, why aren't we offering them a seat at the table but it's good that we have this this month to bring those people to attention it's a shame that we're only doing it this month why aren't we doing it the rest of the year? That's one of the things that I've never understood about. And once again, this is me, white guy Charlie, coming at this. But we pick these months 
to bring Hispanic heritage to the forefront or, you know, Black History Month and all this. Why not just teach it throughout the year and then we don't have to have a month because every month is everybody. That would be nice. (laughs) 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 I, I think that's a lot of wishful thinking. I think eventually, my hope is that eventually we get to that point. Uh, I don't think we're there yet. I think we're moving in that direction. But until we get there, I think it's still important to have these different months that highlight the different contributions of different ethnicities to our to our country. Sure. Well, I have to ask. So you said you felt excluded, kind of. Um, but then you joined the Army. How has your journey as a Hispanic American been as a member of the Armed Forces? Ooh, um, it's been a little conflicting. Okay. Um, partly because um, for Mexican Americans, there has been a bit of a tension um, between the military and the community going back to Vietnam. So it, when I first joined, um, even with my within my own family, it was some people were were very supportive, and other people were not. Wow. Um, mm. And then once I came into the Army, um, it's been kind of hit and miss. Um, some people, you know, the, the saying, I only see green, mm-hmm. um, it has been nice. But at the same time, um, some of the discrimination I faced didn't occur until I joined the Army. Um, wow. And so I think uh, that just comes from having different backgrounds and sure. people who have not been exposed to other backgrounds, you know, and and I'm like the first Mexican they've met and the only perception they've had prior to meeting me has been what's portrayed in Hollywood. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because that's living abroad like I did. I didn't realize the influence that TV and movies had on people's perceptions until I lived in a foreign country and realized everything everybody knows about America is stuff they saw in movies and that's mm-hmm. not what America's like. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see how that would, would play into your ethnicity. Have you found that when you've had an issue come up, has it been addressed properly? Because that's been a serious topic uh, in the military and here at Fort Hood recently. Um, personally, yes. I think um, part of it is my personality. Um, when I have felt... Uh, wronged I address it at that moment Mm -hmm. um not always in the proper way maybe but (laughs) (laughs) but it is addressed um and if I don't see the results I want in that moment then I do elevate it and I haven't had any issues with that um either the person has stopped their behavior Mm -hmm. um or I've just never seen the person again (laughs) (laughs) They're gone. Do you think, uh, and this is a bit of a, a toughy question, um, do you think you've had success with that because you're an officer? Yes. Um, I, I definitely believe that some of the success is attributed to the fact that I'm an officer. Mm-hmm. And um, for better or worse, officers are treated differently than enlisted, especially our junior soldiers. Sure. So I could see where... Um, a, a young soldier would not feel comfortable bringing up these issues to their chain of command, especially if their chain of command does not look like them. 
Um, but with that said, I think there are enough leaders, good leaders in the military who do care regardless of what they look like or their background who, who will address that issue. And if they don't, they have a boss too. Oh, yeah, it's true. Um, I'm going to shift gears here because we got pretty, that got heavy real <laughs> fast, didn't it? Let's talk about some great Hispanic heritage. Do you know off the top of your head, and we haven't talked to her about this, I'm going to be asking this question. I really what are, wish I had my phone with me right what now. Are some, you want to use mine? You want to use mine? This is a great resource. Uh, can you think off the top of your head some uh, of the contributions that have been made? So the first one I can think of is um, was the Mendez case. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember her first name right now, um, but they were actually Puerto Rican. And they helped set the stage for Brown versus educa- uh, the state of education. Oh, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Back in California, there was segregation within the educational system. And Mendez uh, brought a lawsuit against the state um, for her children because her children were being discriminated. They couldn't go to the school they wanted to go to. So she brought the lawsuit um, and won. And that eventually set the stage for... For the Brown case, mm-hmm. which led to the national desegregation. I know. Well, that's great. Well, talking about one of the one of the reasons I wanted you on the show is that your journey, just to get into the army, and then what you've done with with your with your education. And that give the listeners an idea of where you came from and how you got here today. So I am born and raised in California. Yep. Um, I joined the reserves. Um, straight out of high school. Technically, I was still in high school. I was a senior in high school when I joined the reserves. Um, My mom had to sign my permission. Uh, Uh, You know, it it sounds like a field (laughs) trip type thing. Like, hey, mom, I need you to sign my permission slip here so I can join the Army. I I had to do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that was when the the first conversation in my family started. Uh, My mom was hesitant not because i was joining the army per se but just because it's the military and she feared for my safety mm-hmm. um but the conversation the larger conversation between my aunt and my uncles and my cousins um went back to the vietnam war and the chicano movement sure. and the relationship between the army and mexican americans at the time and so i had some who were like yeah you know she can go in she can make a difference and you know, be an example, and then others who were like, no, um, this is a bad idea, Sure. you know, we shouldn't let her go, and at the end of the day, my mom was like, well, it's her decision, Right. and I raised her to make her own decisions, and we can't say I'm not going to let her go, because you don't have that right, um, so I, I joined the reserves, mm-hmm. um, I used tuition assistance and my GI Bill at the time to pay for my college education, right, and I commissioned, um, coming out of college, commissioned into active duty. Uh, and since then, I've had a multitude of jobs just because that's the Army. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I was branch detailed into the chemical course. I was a chemical platoon leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in Korea, and young Lieutenant Me didn't know the ways of the army. So I decided to extend in Korea because I thought that would mean I was going to be a platoon leader for longer. Right. 
Um, no, it just meant that I had longevity. So my battalion commander made me the brigade S four sure. or the battalion S four. Sure. So and what is an S four? Logistics. Logistics. That sounds yes. exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bean counter. <laughs> if you're a logistician, good for you. I would never want to do that job again. <laughs> Um, from there, I, uh, I moved over to signal because that was my original branch that I was supposed to go into. So I went into a company exo position for a signal company, mm-hmm. um, what we call a strategic signal company. So I wasn't actually touching any of the computer equipment. We were just more monitoring the network. Right. Uh, then I, w- then I actually went to school for signal. Uh, <laughs> it's very army. <laughs> it is. I have a After we send you to school, we'll let you touch buttons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I became a, a battalion S six, and then went on to be a brigade S six. Right. Uh, but the entire time, oh, and then I commanded an HHC in a medical brigade as a signal officer. Wow. Um, so that was interesting, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the entire time, my my degree was in. Uh, my undergraduate was in journalism, mm-hmm. and I was working on my master's for public relations. Mm-hmm. So the entire time I was a chemical officer, a signal officer, a company commander, my goal was to be a public affairs officer. Right. So I eventually got the opportunity to submit my uh, what they call voluntary uh, transfer pro- uh, VTIP, mm-hmm. voluntary transfer or something program. Right. Um, and I got picked up for public affairs, and I've been in the job for about four years now, and I absolutely love it every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. You got to be uh, in public affairs during one of Fort Hood's most exciting uh, times, I think, in, in possibly its history. I don't know if I'd say... Modern history. In the last four years, maybe. Yeah, modern history. My memory doesn't go back much further than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's history. That's history, and I think for my money's worth, you've done a great job. Well, thank you. You've really done a good job keeping your your head above water. So, is this your favorite location? Then I can, I can assume, or just your favorite it's job my, position? It's my favorite job position, okay. but my favorite location, I think, goes between Korea and Alaska. Oh, Where were okay. you in Korea? I was waiting for you to say Cancun. You know, <laughs> I haven't been stationed there. So. <laughs> yeah. Very cold the, places. I'll take the, the Cancun. Yeah, I would take that. Yeah. I, w- I, I would. If the army sent me there, I would yeah. totally go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Set up a PA shop Yeah, twist in my arm. <laughs> I guess I'll go. Okay. <laughs> but you actually had a broadcasting background from college too, right? Yes. So in college, I worked at our local news station with Telemundo. So I, I worked uh, the assignments desk at the time, and I would go out with some of the... Uh, with some of the cameramen uh, mm-hmm. and conduct interviews for what we call VOs or VOSOTs, so voiceovers or voiceover sound, sure. mm-hmm. uh, which would then air at either the 6 o'clock or the 11 o'clock news. Right. Oh, Can you give us an example of one of those you might have done? It was like 13 years ago. I wouldn't <laughs> remember now. Oh, yeah, we had that, that four-year memory. Going back, get you. So. Absolutely. How are we doing the Army? When it comes to uh, the the buzzword now, I guess, in, in big army is cohesiveness, right? And, and making cohesive teams. Um, what does the army need to do in your view to make diversity 
you know, truly make us into a melting pot? I think it's acknowledging the diversity. Um, the saying, I only see green or I don't see color, uh, while great, um, negates a lot of experiences for, mm-hmm. for people of ethnic minorities. So I think acknowledging uh, the diversity and acknowledging the different experiences by those people um, and then working together to overcome any difficulties that have come from those experiences, I think is what's really needed. Mm-hmm. So everybody can learn from everyone else's experience. Yes. Okay. That makes sense to me. That you? sounds very diverse. <laughs> like my first idea that, hey, why don't we just yeah, all teach yeah. all this stuff? That was very yeah. diverse. Oh, opening. are we bringing it back to West Side Story? <laughs> America. No. I, don't, I wish I knew another song from that. Actually, oh, no. that was dun, kind of off. Dun. There's some like snapping in it. I know that. Yeah. Jets, mm-hmm. jets, no. jocks and jets and no. stuff. When you're a jet, you're a jet on the day of your first cigarette to your last dying day. You do know Ooh, that. Ooh, wow. <laughs> You, do you have like the expert and the not few, at all. Sing a few bars? I don't even no. feel like I need to watch the movie. I can just. I know. Ask Dave. We'll just get a play <laughs> by play from Dave. You know, they're making a new version of it. Steven Spielberg. Spielberg's going to do West Side Story. Yeah. Yikes. You know, it's just Romeo I mean, sure and Juliet set good. in New York City, right? Yep. It's probably okay. giant dinosaurs now or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Stegosaurus. And it's a musical. Stegosaurus. T Rex. Yeah. Yeah. You need the Velociraptor. <laughs> I don't think Shakespeare wrote any musicals, did he? No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. No, he couldn't carry a tune. Yeah. <laughs> but Hispanic Heritage Month, it's a good thing? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I think all our observance months are a good thing until we can get to that point where it's covered, like Charlie said, where it's taught all year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, do you feel like the the months are kind of a crutch so we don't have to teach it? I could see that, but I think it came more out of necessity to teach it Mm -hmm. because it hasn't really been taught. Um, I I go back to um, African-American History Month, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like that's where they really cover... Uh, Dr. King and and Rosa Parks and, you know, the civil rights movement. But even back in school, that was really the only time they taught us about it. So I think if there hadn't been uh, an African-American History Month, I don't think I would have gotten those lessons. So I don't Hmm. necessarily think it's a crutch. I think it's a forcing function. Interesting. Interesting. I can see that. I just worry that if we keep it in this box... You know, we have 30 days in which we can teach this stuff. It limits you. You know what I mean? I do. And I, I don't think 30 days is enough for any one group. Um, but it's a start. Yeah, I, I'd rather have 30 days versus no days. I remember I had a, I have a friend, I'm not going to share his name, but he was very excited because he's, uh, he's black. And he was excited because... He said, for African-American month, for, for Black History Month, Netflix has given us our own thing. You're going to be able to look down t- t- oh, black yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you got to shoot for higher than that, than just a Netflix <laughs> thing. That's a, equality means more than a Netflix channel. You know, you got to, we need to be teaching this stuff every day. 
and and I agree, um, equality does mean more than a Netflix channel, but representation is important. Mm -hmm. And when you don't see people who look like you on television or in the movies, it excludes you from society. Yeah, that's true. So having a channel that's, you know, you know, for you, Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is my life experience is normal and it's normalized. So it's not equality yet, but it's a step in the right direction. I agree. And if you want more equality or want to learn more about Hispanic Heritage Month, we're going to have a post every day of the weekday Mm -hmm. on our Three Core and Fort Hood Facebook page that you can go to so you can learn about some of the great people who have served in the Army and the contributions that they've made, some of the Medal of Honor uh, winners we've had, and from our very own soldiers here at Fort Hood. Folks still serving. Mm -hmm, Sharing their experience uh, in the the military. So we want to really thank you for stopping by and and sharing everything and, and dealing with my my questions. And it probably wasn't what you were expecting. <laughs> I didn't know what I was expecting. So <laughs> people, people who come on the show, that's their yeah. general experience. They never know what they're I had no expectations, into. but I was still disappointed. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, that, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. We're going to have to turn that into a liner. I'm going to have to rewrite that into I a liner. So. I think so. All right. Well, once again, thanks so much. Well, thank you for and, having me. And we understand that you will be leaving us soon. I will. I'll be going back to one of my favorite places. I'll be going back to Korea. Oh, oh man. They, they got you hooked hey, real with, good. With Woo. me going back to Japan, we can wave at each other. Yeah. We can. We can. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we will come back with some final thoughts right after these important messages. Masks on for safety. Masks on for safety. In the store. You walk in the door. Masks on for safety. Jingles aren't going to stop the coronavirus, but wearing a mask or a face covering can help lower the chance of infection or spread. So do your part and mask up. Or we may just have to keep singing. Masks on for safety, masks on for safety. Be a mouth and noser, or else you're a poser. Do what's right, save a life, wear a mask. What does resiliency mean to you? For the folks at Fort Hood Resiliency Campus, resiliency is helping folks help themselves. The campus offers a wide range of programs, each aimed at assisting Fort Hood units and individuals in need of morale and team building opportunities. Through programs like the Applied Fitness Center, Military Life Counselors, the Army Wellness Center, Nutrition Clinic, and the Warrior Quest Adventure Program, The Resiliency Campus Headquarters is located on the fifth floor of the Shoemaker Center on Darnall Loop. To find out more about what the Fort Hood Resiliency Campus can offer you, look them up on Facebook or give them a call at 254-285-5693. It's-a me, Super Mario! Hello to all my friends at the Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast, your number one. So how did how'd you like the fact that I magically teleported to the studio and now I'm magically back home sick again? Well, you know, we, we did record that last week when you were healthy and hearty and hale. 
but and the, well, the magic is gone now. Thanks for that, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Got a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, while well, we miss you around here, that's for sure. It's uh, oh, the wife is trying to get out of the, the bedroom here. I'm gonna open the door for. Her. There you go, hon. There you go. <laughs> you're not uh, driving I'm her crazy because you're sick. How is what? she handling your illness? Because I, really I know don't. when I'm sick, I, I'm a real pain in the butt. <laughs> I think she's uh, she's come to the conclusion that if I'm sick, she's got to be sick too. You know what I mean? Um, oh, so she so gets like sympathy like, sickness? No, I mean Stockholm like, syndrome. We live together, so it's not like she can protect herself from my sickness. My sickness, de facto. So she already had Stockholm syndrome, syndrome, right? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, as we record this episode, the mm-hmm. first presidential debate is actually going to happen today. I know. I was so upset about that. Why? Because this is like a holiday for me. Uh-huh. I live for the debates. Yeah, live you are a bit, a bit of a political animal. And yes. I was opining this morning that Today, instead of being sick, I should be, you know, ordering pizza this evening and having some soiree. Oh, yeah, it's a watch party, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, that's not not happening. Happening now, no. <sighs> yeah, but it is important to remind our listeners, dear listeners, that mm-hmm. no matter who you vote for, it is important to what? Vote. Vote. Yes, let your voice be vote heard. Someone. And the registration period is winding down, right? In most states? Yes. Yeah. So, yep, that that is where we are. What about about, uh, the rest of your life there at home, Charles? Tell me all about it. The rest of my life at home, it's been laying down, getting up, laying down, getting up. Yeah, it's so fun. I bet. It's so fun. I'll tell you, I never thought nights could seem this long before. (laughs) <laughs> nights just go on forever and it's to the point where like two in the morning i wake up at two in the morning and it's not a groggy awake it's a immediate boom i'm awake really and uh yeah it's and i think i can't stand in this bed anymore and so now i'm like an old man wandering around <laughs> the house just wandering with nothing to do. And they're like, okay, I'm tired. I'm going to go back to bed. Well, then you might as well use the bathroom while you're up, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that gets done. done. Yeah. yeah. The bathroom gets involved at some point, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's miserable. I remember the, the fun days of being a kid thinking, Oh, I'm going to get sick and be at home and watch TV. And, you know, yeah, no, man, it's, I think you get older and, and being sick, is less cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I feel like things get less cool on when you're older. Well, you had the quarantine special on a couple of occasions when they sent I you did. home. Yeah. How did yeah. you keep busy, Brianna, during the long days of just sitting home? Uh, the internet. <laughs> oh, the internet. Yeah, it solves everything. The internet solves Re- everything. Reading books. Charlie, you've been surfing a lot. Or no, just trying to no. sleep. Uh, I spend a lot of time in bed. Um, even even my phone. Every time it it buzzes at me, it's just annoying. But uh, sorry about that. Several of those were me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, 
I wish I could be uh, lounging around more. It's I'm also up against it. I'll tell you, because the wife, the wife. So you know, we all have as we're raised and we're we're sick when we're kids. That's sort of like the template, right? Of of how we handle that as an adult. Sure. So when I was a kid and I was ill, I would be on the couch with a bunch of pillows and blankets. And I'd be watching TV, and I'd have usually a, uh, a soda next to me that was clear, a clear soda. And your whoopee? <laughs> no, I didn't have a whoopee. But you know, I could have I could have little uh, uh, pudding pops when I you know because I was sick. You know, oh, I need I need some pudding pop. You know, and until I got over it. But my wife's experience, and she is who is treating me when I'm at home Uh-oh. growing up was you will stay in bed until you're better oh so that's rough laying in bed staring at the ceiling going (sighs) this too this too shall pass right she's not exactly nurse ratchet but (laughs) and that's non-negotiable i take it (laughs) well i'm trying to negotiate my i'm a slippery fella (laughs) I'm a slippery fellow. I'm working on it. Uh, all right, Charlie. Hey, any parting thoughts to our listening uh, audience? Band new to your pets. Get your flu shots. Get your flu shots. Got mine already. How about you? I have not gotten it yet. That's right. Cardamsey is usually there in October. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's always a big announcement. Off post. Everybody's got it. Yeah. That's, uh, but they yeah. did say that the, the shipments were delayed. I remember. Yeah, they're yeah. in pretty much every pharmacy off the installation now. We haven't gotten them payud yet, but I'm sure we will. Yeah, get your flu shots. Don't end up like Charlie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me be a warning to you all. Well, I hope you're here in the studio next week, and all this I'm all this passes. Um, and with that, Charlie, hang in there, bud. We'll talk right, to you thanks. next week. Okay. All right. And Brianna, take us home. Uh, Well, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all. Tar starts thinning and cracks crumble to gravel lines. Just on the travel, though I know.